Folks, if you're struggling with a relationship with your team or your boss or your peers, or maybe you're not struggling, but you just want to get better in terms of relationships and you understand DISC, we highly recommend you consider our Effective Relationships series of podcasts. You can buy a series telling you that if you're a D, how to relate to your directs, each of whom D, I, S, and C, or if you're a D, relating to your boss, who might be a D, I, S, and C. It will tell you in every podcast, some of them as much as two hours long, how to handle meetings, how to handle delegations, how to handle feedback and coaching, how to brief your boss, how to disagree with your boss, how to communicate in general with your boss, what your boss wants from you and what you might want from your directs as well. Many of the show notes are 20 and 25 pages long to give you many, many examples and many, many details of behaviors you can engage in to, again, as we like to say, reduce the drama, reduce the tension, reduce the conflict, and increase the harmony and collaboration, which leads to better outcomes because it's all about results and people are what's important. Welcome to Manager Tools, our guidance on conversational one-on-ones. Danny, the best, you and I both know the best one-on-ones are conversational. They flow. They, they don't flow like a reporting meeting. Um, where one person talks and everyone listens, there's no exchange, no debate, anything like that. Um, and this cast is about how to make them conversational. Yeah. Uh, when I think back to the, the best one-on-ones I've had with my directs or the best one-on-ones that you and I've had from my perspective as your direct, that's what it was. It was conversation. It wasn't one-sided. It was back and forth. And we get this question a lot at conferences, right? A lot of people yeah. ask, so when do I get to talk about my thing or yeah. <laughs> do I cut them off or do I sit right. there and not say anything? Do I get to talk at all? Right. So, exactly. uh, I'm glad we're doing this cast. Yeah. And, and folks, for the record, I apologize. I just finished with a client in Orange County and I am at LAX Airport and the Admirals Club and you're going to have some background noise and our audio engineer, Paul Figiani, will do a great job, but probably won't be able to get rid of everything. So it may not be up to our normal quality standards because we're busy lately. <laughs> it seems like Danny and I are never home anymore. Yeah. It's good okay. to be busy though. Yeah. So here are our five five topics for the outline. First of all, guys, early one-on-ones aren't as easy to make conversational. They're just not. You haven't built the relationship. You haven't gotten into that place maybe with some of your directs where you can flow. And that's okay. Plus, you haven't done one-on-ones yeah. probably before. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Second point is... Go ahead and ask questions. It's not a debate. You don't have to wait your turn, even though at a lot of meetings you go to where the agenda suggests that somebody else is talking and you're listening, that's not what a one-on-one agenda is intended to do. Also, if you have a topic in your list and your direct has it in their list, when your direct brings up their topic, you cover that point, those parts of that topic that you wanted to talk about, then you don't wait and then bring up the topic again later. You cover it right when your direct is bringing it up. And then as a, as a result of that, right, if you take some of their time to talk about stuff that was on your list, then your list gets smaller. And so you can give back your direct some of your time. Right. And the last thing you got to tell people, um, something that most managers don't realize about how much they dominate their conversations, but you've got to tell your directs that you encourage them to ask questions during your time. You don't realize the extent to which your directs are deferential to you. Some people's aren't, but most managers are far, most managers' directs are far more deferential 
uh, to them, and managers don't realize that they create and manage and lead the conversation without even trying because of the deference that managers are paid. Okay, so that's our outline. Um, our first point is, if you're just starting, O3s, early one-on-ones aren't as easy to make conversational. And it's okay. It's totally normal if they feel a little bit awkward. It's a, that's a normal response to the introduction of, of what is a new system of communicating between you and your direct. Yeah, don't feel like a failure if in the first month or even maybe two, they feel a little formal, a little managed. Um, Danny, I'm sure you've gotten the questions at public conferences and client conferences. You know, isn't this going to be fake because everybody's doing it? Am I supposed to be sincere? And you know, we always tell yeah. people, don't do stuff that you're insincere about, right? On the other hand, acknowledge to your ex this is going to be new. It might feel a little bit awkward, but I believe this system we're putting in place, this system of communication leading to trust, is important enough that it's worthwhile to change the way we talk, to change the way we communicate a little bit, to get the better results from higher trust and a better relationship. Right. And at the beginning, the important part is that you're actually doing them. Having the one-on-one is the important part, that there's communication, that there's information going back and forth. Right. Not that it's perfect. Not that it's a, one, it's a, a wonderful experience uh, from a conversational point of view at the beginning. It's going to be a little weird. Yeah. Don't make the perfect the enemy the good. People are tell us all the time, well, I don't want to do these because they'll feel stilted. Yeah, they'll feel stilted. And you'll still end up in a better place. Your directs have to get used to the new format of talking to you. And if you haven't been doing one-on-ones, guys, it's really likely you have a wrong-headed impression of your relationship with your directs. If you think things are fine, your directs likely think that things are less than fine. And maybe put differently, you don't know nearly as much as you think you do. And the important relationship score that you have with your direct is not what you think about the relationship, but rather what your directs think about the relationship. Right. I'm amazed at conferences, the number of managers who just can't seem to see that from their direct's point of view. But when I ask them about their managers, their boss, they're yeah. like, oh, no, totally. Oh, but totally. I'm not, not with my, my directs. They feel different about me. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm the one manager that right. has it all together. Yeah. So to expect your directs to handle a meeting with you where you want to improve the relationship in a format that isn't like any other meeting they have, and to do that with naturalness and comfort, it's just a bit of a stretch. Yeah. So at the beginning, they're, they're going to be a little stilted and a little uncomfortable. Your directs are going to, they're going to try real hard. They're going to work really hard to follow the rules that you set when you roll out one-on-ones, when you briefed them. Oh, and, and that brings up the point is that, folks, if you don't brief your folks the way we tell you to do in the Trinity rollout series, you're at a disadvantage. If you haven't told them what you expect, if you haven't told them what's coming, if they're surprised, if they're feeling their way, by definition, they're not going to be as comfortable. So you got to be cautious about that. They're going to walk into this meeting with you with the goal of, I don't want to get in trouble. They're going to try to avoid failure rather than walking in seeking success. Yeah, it's success being, let's further the relationship. Let me be as open with my boss as I feel I can. Right. Yeah. So, look, even if you try all the tools we recommend here in the beginning, you may not feel like you've really, truly achieved relaxed conversational style. And that's fine, guys. Give it time. Let your direct guards gradually fall as you build trust. Don't rush. And remember Ozan's law when it comes to people. 
fast to slow. Good. All right. So point two, ask questions. This is not a debate. So the best way for you to lead in starting to create this more conversational one-on-one O3 is for you to ask questions during your direct time, right? When they have the floor, during their part of the agenda. A lot of managers think that because there is this agenda that says my direct goes first, that once the direct starts talking, only they get to talk during their portion. Yeah. Right. This is the question that that I get at conference. I'm sure you do too. Is so I just sit there and don't say a word during right. their whole ten or fifteen minutes. I just and, write down everything they say. No, right. you no. dork. <laughs> no. We're not supposed to probe. Uh, we're not supposed to piggyback on things. We're not supposed to expand on things. No. We're not no. even supposed to disagree. What do I do? Do I just sit like a mute? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not a debate. To say don't probe, don't um, expand on things, don't piggyback on their ideas, or like you said, even disagree, that would be suggesting that we're following some type of strict debate rules. Right. Um, where one side goes at a time. One one side cannot yeah. uh, interject or interrupt when the other side um, is talking. So, But hopefully we all recognize that if, if there were a debate, hopefully we'd be on the same side of side our directs. Right. Right. Yeah, good. Hopefully we don't feel like we're yeah. on opposite sides of our directs. That's not good. Yeah. But the, but the fact is, this is a meeting just like any other. If one person is talking in virtually all the standard meetings that all of us go to, there's never a strict prohibition on interrupting the presenter. And... Let's be honest. We didn't say your direct is presenting. No. They're talking in a meeting that both of you are attending. If meetings were just one person at a time without real-time exchanges, without questions, without answers, we'd just be sending out a lot of broadcast emails, which we're clearly not doing. So you're going to ask questions. You'll probe on things. You'll ask for a clarification. You may even disagree or challenge your direct a little bit on, on some things when, when they're uh, going down their list. Yeah, because that's the kind of stuff that happens in meetings. Now, look, don't make it an inquisition, right? Don't don't just challenge everything. You could say, "Oh, tell me more about that," or oh, "I you know, I didn't know that." Uh, fill me in on that, or and 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 try to use a relaxed tone. Believe me, your relaxed tone with your directs still has some weight, still has some heft, still has some roll power behind it. So be careful. Okay. Next topic. If you share topics, covers your cover your part of the topic when they do, right? Yep, absolutely. You don't have to, again, you don't have to wait. You don't have to just sit there and not say anything. And then when they're all done, then you start and you get your points done. This is a meeting like any other. And good meetings aren't simply one presentation after another. Yeah, you know, I think when you say it's, it's a meeting just like any other, Danny, I think one of the underlying things every once in a while we get so busy at conferences public or client conferences that we we skip some stuff we get good questions we're behind a couple of minutes and so we skip some stuff and we tell people we don't we don't say often enough one-on-ones are just a type of business meeting when we say to people that they're designed to build the relationship that i think sometimes cause people to put it in a whole other category they say oh the rules don't because because a normal business meeting boy that would be about business or profits or relation margins or customers or problems or issues or open tickets or something like that and they they literally it's almost like people forget they just like oh it's not a normal meeting or oh no special rules and i don't know what the rules are so i'm going to lock up and and be overly careful overly cautious over debate like but it's supposed to be dynamic like you said so so here's an example guys 
Let's say your direct has three things on his or her list of topics to cover this week in your one-on-one. Topic X, topic Y, topic Z. And typically, let's say your one-on-ones end up being roughly 15 minutes for her, 15 minutes for you. Your list this week is topic X, topic A, and topic B. So look, when your direct starts discussing topic X, you don't have to wait until you're part of the one-on-one to cover your parts of topic X. You can make the O3, the one-on-one, much more conversational by saying, oh, good, that's on my list too. Let's talk about that. I think I've heard you say that to me a couple times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. So now they're more comfortable with the next few minutes being a discussion about topic X versus I get all my questions answered about topic X or I'm briefing my boss on topic X or this is a presentation. Now, look, we do recommend you try to let your direct issues with topic X takes precedent, take precedence over yours. Weave your questions and issues in when they make sense. But if you want to talk about a different aspect of X, wait until the direct gets all of their items covered, if none of their items relate tangentially to yours, or they're talking about topic X, parts one and two, and you really want to focus on parts three and four, wait until they're done with one and two. Ask questions if you like, but of course, don't say, oh, well, I have some stuff for topic X, but I'll wait till my portion. I got to tell you, if you tell your directs, I'll wait till my portion, that sends a really, I think, to me, an awkward signal. It says, you talk in your time and I talk in my time. And that's not how relationships work. That, by definition, makes it more stilted rather than, you, you think maybe you're being respectful, but it comes across as, I think, to, to most people, awkward. Yeah. And I would even take it a step further because as soon as I heard you say that, oh, well, I've got some things too, but I'll wait until my portion. In my head, I immediately oh, it's worse. You're start, right. oh, I just start thinking, oh my gosh, I screwed up this something about bad. topic this, X. You, I'm you in trouble. I, I, mean, I didn't yeah. mean that, but now that you were starting to say it, I'm like, oh, that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say, that's one of my weaknesses. I'm glad we're doing this guidance because of course, you're my direct at the company, and I don't. I haven't had a boss for a long time now, 25 years. So I haven't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. The moment you say it, I'm like, dude, yeah, I'll wait <laughs> yeah. to talk about my portion. Oh, I'm about to get hammered. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> he's only going to do it when he's prepared, and he's got a chance to, to lay it out a certain way and prep it and so on. Yeah, that's And now good. I'm going to get really cautious about what I'm going to actually yeah. say about Topic X, because I'm not sure what it is what you were going to say. And, and then it gets even worse, because then, even you're, worse. then you're going to say, no, 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 go ahead. Or now, now it's fine. You know, you don't right. want to wait 15 minutes. And then I'll say back, no, no, I'll wait. And then that makes it even worse. <laughs> yes. Now we're doomed. It's we're doomed. just a downward Hashtag cycle. Hashtag we... <laughs> Yeah. Hashtag we are doomed. Now, look, there are some situations where you might want to wait. Negative feedback comes to mind. Yeah. It would be a little awkward to give negative feedback in their portion, right? Yeah. That would That would kind yeah. of put a, a little okay. chill over he, he, the one-on-one. Well, here, here's what I would say, though. It might in the beginning, but I don't think I would hesitate to do it with you. No. No. Hey, real quick, just in case you're wondering, topic X, point two. When you do it that way, probably not great, right? That's totally fine after you've gotten hundreds and thousands of bits of feedback along the way and the relationship is strong. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay. Next point. As you cover your things on your list during their time when they bring them up, then you add more time back to them 
because now your list has shrunk, right? Your list has gotten smaller. Yeah. So what happens is you start covering your issues about topic X during the first half of the 30-minute one-on-one, right? right? During their time. And you end up kind of stealing their time a little bit. Now, you're not really stealing their time unless Unless you you cut cut them off at 15 minutes, which we recommend you don't do. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of that, I don't know about you, Danny. I'm getting more and more questions. You know, 10 years ago when we were doing conferences, um, we had many more gigantic fans who would listen to every cast multiple times. We're getting more and more clients where one person, a senior person as a fan, been promoted three or four times, wants to bring us in and spread the news about manager tools. And I get much more questions about what happens if my direct talk too much or talk too little. And so I share with them, our data show that the average direct talks for 21 minutes in a one-on-one and the manager only gets 10. So first of all, if you're cutting your people off at 15 minutes, that's artificial. If they have more to say, let them. And folks, you can always cover what you want to cover. If you don't finish your list, if you have a list, you can always cover that later that day or the next morning. When you go down to your Rex cube and you say, hey, do you have a minute? What do they almost always say? They almost always sure say off. yes. So the purpose of the one-on-one is primarily to give the direct a chance to talk to you about things that are important to them. If they end up taking 20, 25 minutes and then you give them another five because some of their topics are on your list and you get your points covered, don't cut them off and then end up not covering everything they want to cover while some of yours is covered. Let them go. I've had plenty of one-on-ones where you and others took the entire time. Oh, And yeah. I said, look, I'll, I'll cover my stuff later. I'll, I'll ping you tomorrow. And if you have five minutes, I'll go over them on the phone with you then. Absolutely. I usually tell people at conferences, I usually take 28 and a half minutes and Mark gets about a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sometimes 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, you must be good. I tolerate this. No, I'm kidding. So, so look, if your items get covered during the first portion of the one-on-one, mentally add more time to their portion of the one-on-one. So if you sense, and it's not a hard and fast rule, it's not a science, if you sense that you took five to seven minutes on topic X, Add five to seven more minutes to their portion of the agenda before you start suggesting it's time for them to wrap up. Taken to the extreme, right? This means it's totally fine that when your direct wants to talk about A, B, and C, and your list is identical, also A, B, and C, that the entire 30 minutes of the one-on-one will be for the direct. And when they get done, all of your issues and topics will have also been covered. And so you can simply say, Hey, great. Awesome. We've already covered all my stuff. And the meeting is over. Meeting's over, yeah. And it's not actually that all the time went to them. They may say, wow, you didn't have anything. But no, I covered my stuff. So you never had to formally switch over because it was much more conversational. Excellent. Yeah. Last point, tell your directs in advance that questions are encouraged during your time too. And this is really kind of a, a final point. When you brief your directs, again, We hope you did. (laughs) Tell them that you encourage questions during your portion of the meeting. Tell them it's completely okay for them to interrupt, to probe, to find out more, to ask for details, to ask for a different explanation. Just like we told you it was okay for you to do that during their portion, it's okay for them to do it during yours. Yeah. And And telling them that I think is really, really critical, making sure that they understand when you're briefing them ahead of time before you start the one-on-ones, 
that it's okay for them to do that, really, really important. Tell them one-on-ones are the perfect time to make sure we get things clear between us. The better you convey this early, the sooner you'll get to that totally natural conversational one-on-one, and it won't feel like a meeting. And that'll increase compliance in terms of direct saying, yeah, I want to go because it's an easy meeting. We just chat, and yet we get a lot of stuff covered. Right. And it's not overly agenda-driven, even though in the background, there's an agenda guiding the conversation. Of course, that means when they do interrupt or probe or ask for more information, yeah, you got you, you gotta, yeah. to respond positively. You yeah. have to welcome it smile and say thanks for saying thanks for saying that thanks for asking that yeah you, that's a great point you know i never thought about that and i assume i do it well but i don't have never asked and that is because it's mostly for the direct when i'm talking i assume that i've sent the message very clearly anytime you want to interrupt go ahead any questions any issues no problem and then i respond with sure let's go or yeah or absolutely. if you said to me or somebody else said to me hey by the way, I forgot one of my topics. I'm like, fine. I'm now. I step off my soapbox immediately. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I'm, I'm like, pretty sure I do that to you all the time. Yeah, you totally do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered if you pick up on that. Yes. Why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no problem. Rather than me shutting you down or saying, "Hey, why don't you wait until the end to cover your stuff?" That's just an overly formal structure that I don't think is helpful to the to the relationship uh, or to the trust you're trying to build. No, and then it's not a conversational one-on-one at all. So. Exactly. Okay, so wrapping up, we're trying to make things conversational. Early one-on-ones are harder to do it in, and yet it's still worth trying things. Just recognize it'll go slowly. Trust is the indicator that leads to the smoothness. Um, Ask questions when they're talking. It's not a debate. When you share topics with them, cover them when they are talking, and then give them back time as, as your list shrinks. And then, of course, encourage them to ask questions during your portion as well and respond favorably. And the more conversational your one-on-ones are, the more likely your directs will bring their best effort to the meeting. The meeting will go better. Yep. Your directs will be more comfortable. You'll, you'll get better results out of them. And these are just a couple simple techniques that will make a really big difference. Good. Okay. Thanks, Jenny. Awesome. Thanks. That's it, everybody. Hope it helped. We've got a lot more about one-on-ones and everything else that comes to management at the website, www.manager-tools.com.